Tales of Stappendor, written and narrated by James David. Episode 1, A Chance Encounter. A harsh chill lingered in the air as the season started to change. Autumn began to make way for winter, and even the valley itself began to show it. Ruskin sat under the aged oak tree, like he had done many times before. This tree, like the others in the forest, had shed all of its leaves. Surrounding those trees were the very leaves that had fallen from the branches. They now covered the ground. The young man felt surrounded by a sea of dying foliage in all directions. The trees were clustered together like animals struggling to find warmth. Ruskin pulled on his tunic to adjust it. As he stood up, he felt the cold wind against his neck. He regretted his choice not bringing a scarf. Pressing on through the piles of leaves all around him, he continued on at a staggered pace. He then stopped and looked up to the sky. He saw nothing but a blanket of clouds. Now would you look at that, said a strange voice. Shocked, the young man turned about quickly. Approaching from the east came a small figure. A man, who was only three and a half feet tall, emerged from the undergrowth into the grove. Using his weathered walking stick, the stranger swept the leaves away to clear a path with but a single swing. Ruskin watched as the person then stopped and looked straight towards him. The short traveller had bright yellow eyes, which glimmered like gemstones. His face was slender but had high cheekbones. He obviously wasn't human. He didn't look anything like Ruskin or anyone he knew. He tipped the front of his wide-brimmed hat the moment he saw Ruskin. Hello there, spoke the stranger from afar. Ruskin's throat constricted. He was shocked. No one had ever come this far into the grove other than himself. I hope I didn't disturb you. You humans are a jumpy sort. Clearing his throat once again, Ruskin centred his thoughts. Greetings to you, he responded calmly. The halfling strolled over to the young man with a sort of confident swagger in his step. Apologies for the sudden appearance, stated the halfling. I was minding myself when travelling the trade roads, but I took a wrong turn. After rambling through the woods for some time, I stumbled upon this grove of yours. Ruskin shrugged. Well, it's not really my grove. What may I ask is your name? The stranger lifted his free hand and removed his hat before placing it under his arm and taking a polite bow. Porto Wildhide, replied the stout stranger. Adventurer, traveller, amateur gardener, at your service. The stranger now stood beside Ruskin. The human looked down at him, while the halfling looked up to him. Another feature he noticed were the man's ears. They had a slight point to them. I take it by your bewildered appearance that you have never seen one of my kind before, have you? Ruskin scratched his head. I guess not. The stranger went on to tweak his hat. I'm a gnome, you see. My people are sometimes called halflings, while my dwarven cousins, well, they often refer to us as leprechauns. If it's all the same to you, I prefer it if you call me by my name. Tis a good day to meet you, Porter, Ruskin replied respectfully. Once again, I do apologise for my sudden appearance. 
if you would be so kind as to direct me back to the trade roads, I would be most grateful. Are you fucking deaf or something? Are you gonna take me back to the road or are you not? Sorry, Ruskin said as he snapped back to reality. I've never seen anyone that... Well, I've never seen anyone that isn't human before. The gnome stood waiting as Ruskin tried to make up his mind. He noticed the boy's knee-length tunic, which had little to no embellishment, and around his waist was a rope, which acted almost like a belt. Ruskin noticed the stranger looking him up and down. It bothered him. Is something not to your liking? Hmm. Potor wondered. Ah, apologies. When travelling the trade roads as often as I, you are curious of all you encounter. I mean nothing by it. His words did little to lift his spirits, but with some understanding, Ruskin felt somewhat relieved. Do you travel often? he asked. Potor felt his chest swell with pride. Frequently, over hill, dale, and vale, without fail. As much as I enjoy my time in the provinces, I do feel the southern kingdoms have much more to offer in regards to beauty and serenity. His words piqued Ruskin's attention. You've been to the provinces? Aye, many a time. Two strolled through the woodland as the clouds parted. A bright light cut through the branches and cast shadows on the ground. Ruskin looked over to Potor. The dark blue of his vest, along with the yellowish thread interwoven with the corduroy, caught his attention. You seem to have some fine clothes, Master Potor, stated the young man. Lad, you don't need to call me Master or Lord or Sir. You can just call me Potor. The charming gnome began to sweep his stick from side to side, brushing away the foliage, careful not to strike the young man beside him. After enough sweeps, Ruskin caught a brief glance of the grass that lay beneath. During the summer, this grove is rather splendid, Ruskin remarked. After a few swings, a path had been cleared. Both Ruskin and Potor walked on. The young man led the stranger between a series of twisted trees, with branches reaching up towards the sky. By now the sun had retreated behind the clouds once again, letting a lingering dullness claim the world once more. Further down the narrow pathway, ahead was a clearing. The two headed closer and closer to the clearing, before emerging on the other side. Ruskin led Potor from the woodland and onto a dirt road close to the tree line. The gnome saw on the other side of the road lay a vast grassy meadow, stretching on as far as he could see. Ruskin noticed the halfling gazing out to the land around them. Levitt Valley, 
spoke Ruskin. Not far from here is the village I live in. Quite a charming place to have only a stone's throw from your home. Ruskin nodded. Oh, it is. Well, Potor began as he rested his stick against his shoulder. I'm in your debt, young Ruskin. I thank you for leading me back to the open road. Farewell to you and have a pleasant day. The stranger tilted his hat as a sign of respect. He was about to turn away. Within the blink of an eye, Ruskin extended his hand to place it on the halfling's shoulder and then stopped. Before you leave, Ruskin interjected. I have a question. The gnome smirked. Oh, and what might that be? The young man gestured back towards the woodland. In the grove, you said you were an adventurer. I, that I am, replied Potor. Well, I wanted to know, how does one become an adventurer? The halfling let out a light chuckle before removing his staff from his shoulder and using it to prop himself upright. Lad, there is no one way or another to become an adventurer. Believe me. I've been around for some time, and I can tell you I have heard many a tale of how someone ended up adventuring for a living. So I need not be born into the profession to become an adventurer, is what you're saying. It's not really a question of being born into it. Being an adventurer is more than simply swinging your sword and going from town to town asking if you have any work or heard any rumours lately. It's a lifestyle that can offer many rewards, but it also comes with many dangers. Ruskin scratched his chin. I can understand that. Really, I can. The thing is, I don't know if I want to stay in my village any longer. Ruskin hung his head as he looked away from Potor. Lad, how old are you? Fourteen, replied the young man. I tell you, what sort of reason would a boy like yourself have for running away from home, eh? Ruskin looked away. He struggled to explain himself. Looking out to the distance, he could hear the faint rattling of bells. Just there, a wagon being pulled by a grainy pony came trotting along the roadside. A man in a patchwork tunic and sturdy sandals walked beside the cart, guiding the animal as they went along the roadside. They were getting closer and closer. He recognised the stranger and felt his heart sink. Poto, said the young man. We have to hide, now. The gnome began to look around in all directions, frantically. Now hold on a moment. Are you wanted or something like that? No, Ruskin frantically replied. Something happened today, and and I can't explain it right now, but you need to trust me, and we have to hide, and I mean hide right now. Potor let out a huff. Boy, I don't care if the Emperor of Valkyria is looking for you himself. There is no way I'm going back into the woods. If you have enjoyed Tales of Statendor, the audio series, 
follow the link on this page and support us on Patreon. Those who subscribe will be able to get a behind the scenes look at the upcoming Tales of Statendor comic book series, as well as upcoming content for the comic and for the online audio series. I am your host and narrator James David. Subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes of Tales of Statendor.